Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another digital citizen. My name is Fro. It's short for Frode. Say that ten times fast. Uh, and with me I have Luke. That is short for... I don't know. Uh, Luke. <laughs> Luke. <laughs> short for Luke. Luke is short for Luke. <laughs> yeah, it's my nickname. Yeah. My nickname, nickname. is Luke, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, hi, Fro. Hi, everybody, by the way. Yeah, hi. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. It's not you, just you and me having a conversation. It's a microphone in, in front of my face. Well, to be honest, every time I talk to you now is with a microphone in front of my face, so... Uh, well, yeah. To be fair. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's always how it's been, technically, but... <laughs> technically. But it feels a little more podcasty, I guess. With a giant microphone in your face, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, I was going to say something rude there. Uh, okay, uh, anyway, uh, how's your week? Uh, pretty good. Uh, it, I thought yesterday that, the you know, there are some forest fires down south, and I've been mm -hmm. lucky to, like, we haven't had a lot of smoke or anything, like last year, but yesterday, it seemed like for, like, half the day that the smoke was about to reach us, but then by the end of the day... Uh, it kind of cleared off, so I'm happy about that. Really, really happy because last year the smoke right. was so bad. Uh, it was, it was a little nerve wracking just to even see a little bit of smoke start to build up because it was like, oh my gosh, is this gonna get worse? I don't, I do not want this right. to get worse. Yeah. What is it uh, mostly dependent on? Is it the wind? Mm hmm. Right. Yeah. So uh, later in the night, like a coastal um, wind came in and. T it, it moved all the all the smoke east, but like earlier in the day, I guess uh, the the wind was coming from the south, and so it was moving the smoke up. Which right. the fires are like the big fire that is near nearest to us is like two hours away right now. So oh. it's not like the the fire itself is like way far away. I'm not worried about that so much, mm. but knock on wood. But like uh. The smoke, it, it was reaching us, so. Uh, do they have control over the fire, by the way? Uh, yes. As I'm to understand, they're, it, they're, it's getting smaller. Yeah. If that, yeah. That's good. Yeah. I, I, I classify that as control. Right. I think they do, too. Um, yeah. Even though it's still a f fire. I mean, in... The fires down in California are so much worse that uh, than they are here in Oregon. I mean, not not that they're not bad, but there, there's one fire in California right now that's really bad. That's mm. totally out of control. So, uh, I'm going to ask you something. Uh, what's your hot take? Because I, I I've been thinking about this uh, last week. What's your uh, take of open relationships? Do they work in praxis? Open relation? Oh, you mean like uh, dating somebody, really? but you have other yeah. people you're dating? I think yeah. it's a 
sometimes it's like a personal thing. Like certain people can handle that kind of relationship, like emotionally and other people can't handle those kind of relationships. You know what I mean? So I think it's a person by person thing, whether it's going to work or not. Like some people just can't, uh, some people want that like pure intimacy and some people want to be more free. So I think it, yeah, I think it's a personal, personal thing. Why? No, I, I find it a little confusing. Uh, me personally, I think I'm very, uh, I'm very, I, I think I'm way too lazy to have an open relationship. That's one, <laughs> but, I, uh, <laughs> but I'm also, I'm, ex- I, I, I won't say, say I'm extremely jealous, but I, I think I'm more jealous than I should be probably if I, it was an open relationship. I didn't, well, yeah, I then you're not, a, I, you're not a person that's. That should be in an open... Like, I think people who are in open relationships are people who already feel comfortable in groups of people feeling, um... Not sexual, but, like, feeling intimate in a group of people. Mm. Like, you can feel intimate with, like, five or six people all at once. And then some people, it's like, they feel intimate with one person, and that's as far as they can... I think, it. yeah, yeah, it's definitely a personal thing whether you can do that or not. I think the other thing is, like, the relationship itself is if there's two people and you both uh, have other love interests and you're getting into the relationship together and you agree on that, that's one thing. But if one person has a bunch of love interests and the other one just is in love with you, mm. that's a real issue, right? So <laughs> so I, I bring this up uh, not to try uh, throw shade at my dad, but he doesn't think cheating is a big thing. I mean... Uh, Cheating? Well, I, that's different she, than an open cheating, relationship. Yeah, yeah no, no, I, I know, but it got me thinking about what his thoughts... I, I was talking about him, about, like, open relationships. Right, okay. He was thinking about it, because we, spoiler alert for uh, the TV round, was watching Clickbait again. Uh, I wanted him to watch Clickbait, and I saw it with him, because his girlfriend is away uh, to Bergen, so he's home alone for, for a week, so... Mm-hmm. We we are watching it together, and he was so bored of. I think it was episode three. Yes, episode three of Clickbait, where m- m- most of the uh, uh, spoiler alert for episode three of uh, Clickbait, <laughs> uh, but uh, where most of the the premise of the episode is, uh, oh, uh, he she uh, she cheated on her husband, uh, maybe that was the reason why he got killed. Right. So, and my dad's like, oh, that is such a boring episode. And I go like, why? Oh, because I don't think cheating is a big thing. And I, I say, of course you don't. Like, he, he he has cheated on almost all of his six wives. That's, he had three. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> he's not, then, he's not the know, king, is what you're saying? No, he's not the king. But yeah, no, he cheated all uh, on all his wives. It's like, he has, he's, he's been with more... Ladies, than I have ever slept with uh, alone, I think. So, but yeah, so it feels like, and I wonder if if that kind of moral aspect of him has made me more monogamous. I think, uh, I think one of the things that uh, uh, form us as as human beings 
is that we are trying to kind of go against our parents. Have you discovered that you have opposite things that you kind of like try to take away from your parents? Like you don't want to recognize it in yourself? I think everybody has that, but I think also there are things that you realize, oh, I'm doing the exact thing that my, yes. that my dad or my mom does, or like... Yeah. I But I don't even think it's like... I don't think it's like a, a thing where it's necessarily passed down. I think it's learned, learned behavior over your mm. life. Like you see these things, and it, subconsciously you kind of gain the, like that idea of like how you're supposed to approach life. Like, and not necessarily that it's like a genetic thing or something. Like, it's not like right. You have this and then you decide oh i'm gonna go against my genetic code it's like it's more like okay i've learned this thing and then over time you're like that well that really doesn't work so i'm gonna go the opposite way of what i what i learned as right. a young person like this is uh how it's Can supposed I... to be i think the other thing about monogamy is like are humans monogamous yeah, that's a good question. I don't, I don't especially think so. It's like okay, I I can always say that. I I mean I was married, so no. Well, I mean think about like think as in like the sense of like animal, like it, we're animals. Like we think of ourselves yeah. as humans as like a separate thing, other than like just an animal species. But we really are just an animal species, and if you look in like. Animal relationships. There's very few animals that are monogamous. Mm. Uh, many of them, I think, are like birds. I think whales. I think Peng whales. Yeah, peng yeah, and penguins. Well, penguins. they're yeah, they're birds. Um, yeah, but I don't think, uh, in the sense of like traditional animalistic monogamy, that humans are monogamous. So, in that right. sense, I don't necessarily think that when we talk about, like, marriage and stuff, that it always makes 100% sense. So yeah. I can understand an open relationship in the sense of, like, the animal kingdom because I don't think humans are necessarily actually monogamous. I think some humans like th to be that way because we have, like, control of our brain better than a bird does, right? Mm -hmm. But um, I still don't think we're n technically monogamous, but that's just my personal i think a lot of people would disagree with me right yeah i think so i think i disagree uh but uh i <laughs> i also thought of 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 a thing that i uh, definitely do uh because it irritated me as a kid so my mom she was constantly late to everything like 15 minutes to 30 minutes late i make it uh a case that i am never late to anything i'm like 30 to th uh, 20 minutes before I, I have an appointment to the doctor, so I want to be there. Because I hate I hate people uh, waiting for me when I hate waiting for people. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Uh, like, show the courtesy that you, you have been shown. That's one of the things that I have taken from my parents. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, weird long intro. Um, anyway, let's talk about the news. Uh, Judge, a uh, little update on what we talked on last week. Uh, Judge says the hospital uh, can't be forced uh, to admit uh, 
horse drug. Right, we talked about this last week kind of in passing, right? Yeah, kind of. Because it was like, it just kind of came out that day, and I had noticed it, but we didn't actually have it on our news, but I mentioned it. Um, well, this judge has reversed the court order. Um, on Monday, Judge Michael Oster of Butler County issued an order citing with the Westchester Hospital, uh, citing a lack of convincing evidence that the drug ivermectin used in small doses in humans against external parasites such as head lice and in larger doses for animals could significantly improve the patient's condition. So they're saying there's no convincing evidence that this is actually going to help him. The patient, Jeffrey Smith, was admitted to intensive care July 15th and has been on a ventilator since August 1st. At a hearing hearing on Thursday, his wife testified that neither she nor her husband were vaccinated against COVID-19. That was a question we had last week, actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, As Smith's condition deteriorated, his wife reached out to a physician and founder member of Frontline COVID-19 Critical Care Alliance, which is a nonprofit that promotes ivermectin. Uh, Nonprofit, okay. According to Oster's order, who does not... Oh, who does not have a medical privileges at the hospital, they prescribed 21 days of medication without having seen Jeffrey Smith. Oh. Oh, Jesus Christ. Without seeing him? Yeah, their doctor prescribed it without even, like, going wow. there. And, but, it, is... but this is from a nonprofit that promotes ivermectin as yeah. a cure. So uh, the hospital did refuse to administer so the medication. Dangerous. Despite her request, uh, and she filed the lawsuit in an attempt to force the hospital to give it to her husband. Yeah. And, of course, last week we saw that the judge said the, they have to, and now the judge is yep. reversing the decision. Uh, as of reports, the ivermectin use continue. The Federal Drug Administration warns against using any animal strength forms of the drug as any type of treatment for COVID-19. Right. Well, I mean, I, I guess the big thing we should mention is ivermectin is uh, approved for use in humans for certain things, certain right. conditions, like I said, head lice, it's not approved for for COVID-19. Yeah, there. I, will, I know this will shock a lot of our listeners, but head lice and COVID-19 is not the same. Really? Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's so strange, isn't it? Look. Yeah, it's weird. Um, <laughs> I don't know how this would deal with head lice to begin with. If it's like an oral dr- drug, I mean, yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah, sure. No clue. Um, but I mean, yeah, I it's, thought, it's for I, getting rid of I, like pest bugs and uh, uh, what they say for deworming animals in larger doses. So, yeah, it's horse medicine. <laughs> well, it, that's not, yeah. it's like, like I said, there are approved methods for use in sure, humans, sure, sure, but they also use it in horses, sheep, uh, cows, like there's, it's used for a lot of different things. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, $26 billion. What would you have done with it? Twenty-six billion dollars. Jeez. Uh. <laughs> Can I have a billion, please? I, I definitely give a lot of it to like 
homeless people? Uh, maybe I just build a little town for homeless people. How's that? Like one Aww. of those small house communities? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, a settlement of opiate lawsuit uh, move ahead against J and J Johnson and Johnson. That's right. Uh, the three oh three large U.S. distributors and the drug maker Johnson Johnson will proceed with a process twenty six million or twenty six billion dollar settlement uh, in resolving claims that they fueled the opioid opioid epidemic. Uh, the companies had until Saturday to decline whether they had enough states to back the $21 billion proposed settlement with McKenzie Corp., Amerisource Bergen Corp., and Cardinal Health Inc., uh, and $5 billion agreement with F Johnson & Johnson. The distributors say 42 states, 5 territories, and Washington, D.C.'s... Oh, Washington, D.C. has signed on to the agreement. Uh, Alabama, mm -hmm. Georgia, Nevada, New Mexico, and Oklahoma, uh, Washington, as well as Washington, West Virginia, are not participating in the settlement. A person, a person familiar with the matter said, New Hampshire agreed to settle only with the distributors, while Rhode, Rhode Island only joined onto the J&J deal. Mm. So yeah, these companies have just... Settled saying, yeah, we definitely caused millions of people to die from opioid overdoses and caused, like, a huge epidemic of uh, opioid problems in the country. And, yeah, we'll just give give the states a bunch of money because uh, then they can give it out to the people who this affected. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think $26 billion is enough, to be honest. I mean, that's a lot of money. I just... I don't. I think there should be consequences other than just having to pay money. I think there should be like people, you know, possibly in jail. In jail. Right? Exactly. <gasps> if there was somebody really? who like knew that this was happening and they chose to like continue <laughs> to give out drugs to people that were, I, what we know about this situation was that like certain towns were getting mm. more like opioids than there were people in the town itself. Right. Like right, the, yeah. the the companies were selling so many opioids that to these certain cities uh, that it would be impossible for the number of people there to actually consume that many opioids <laughs> without dying, right? So they knew if they were paying attention to like their numbers that there was a problem, but they chose to not acknowledge it and just let people die anyway. So the, it, clearly, somebody knew. There was, uh, they were in the wrong and chose not to do anything. So yeah, I think somebody should. I yeah, I agree. I agree that the money is a good thing, but somebody should have gotten in trouble for something. Are you ready for my hot take? What? My hot take is this: Get every people that struggles with opiates in prison uh, into uh, opiate uh, kind of. Uh, treatment. Um, treatment, and put the people that are responsible for this where where the people that was in prison was. <laughs> that is my hot take. Well, yeah, as long as they're not violent criminals, right? Sure, sure, sure. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's some people who did opioids and then murdered somebody, so there, we don't uh, want those people out, yeah. No, no. So, uh, we have some great news here at uh, another digital citizen. We have uh, uh, decided to make our own crypto 
uh, currency. It's going to be called Digital Citizens, because that's uh, a cool name. Uh, we promise you 250% uh, investment payback. Uh, just pay everything to uh, Luke, and you will definitely get a return. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Crypt crypto... There, there are definite. There's no bad cryptocurrencies nope. out there. They're nope. all a hundred percent legit. So, and and our R is based on me saying this right now. So it's based on as much as a lot of other cryptocurrency. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> is that is that right? Oh, aren't we glad we don't live in England because then we maybe. Uh, can't say this because they want more power of uh, crypto cr promotions by celebrities because we're definitely celebrities look I mean we have a podcast uh, well we saw a big problem with at least influence YouTube influencers lately uh, and them promoting bad cryptocurrencies specifically like phase clan got in trouble recently mm. for pr and rice gum who I think is is in phase clan got in trouble for promoting save the kids coin or whatever it was yeah, which yeah, was just yeah, like a yeah. big rug pull scam but it, yeah. yeah well it was a scam but not only was it uh, a rug pull in the cryptocurrency they also tried to use like saving children as like the yeah, yeah. way to scam people which makes it even somewhat dirtier than just being like what logan paul did which was like a, another total scam cryptocurrency well what was that Dink doink or whatever it was, right? Yeah, dink doink. And these are like some of the celebrities that I can think of just off the top of my head who have promoted these bad cryptocurrencies. But the UK financial watchdog has said celebrities such as Kim Kardashian are putting retail investors at risk by pushing these obscure crypto tokens. Kardashian advertised a little-known cryptocurrency Ethereum Max to her more than 2 million Instagram followers last June. In a speech on difficulties in regulating crypto, the UK Financial Con Conduct Authority said Kardashian's post was probably the financial promotion with the biggest audience reach in history. Uh, yet he has said the prime example of how celebrity influencers can lure investors towards coin that can turn out to be scams. Paris Hilton and DJ Khaled are among other numerous celebrities who have promoted crypto projects. I have never heard of Ethereum Max in my entire life. I heard of Ethereum, but but it's probably because Ethereum is an actual cryptocurrency that's legitimate, yeah. and Ethereum Max is some bullshit that somebody made up to try to <laughs> trick people. Because <laughs> they said, "Oh, it's Ethereum, but it's a little bit better because it's maximum." I think I'm going to make a Bitcoin called Bitcoin Plus. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds so legitimate. It's Bitcoin, but it's plus Bitcoin. I think a lot of this confuses people because there are things like when Dogecoin came out, which was like a big meme, oh, yeah, yeah. and it was people actually did make money off that because oh, it yeah. was uh, being backed by uh, Tesla. A joke right, itself, yeah. like the joke yeah. itself. What the meme created the market and then once the mm. meme went away the market went away right but these other mm. newer cryptos that are like just some bullshit that people are trying to it's like a pump and dump scheme the the difference between those and like an actual cryptocurrency is there no um there's no like f 
tangible backup, right? There's no tangible, like, way to be like, okay, it, can these people just change the rules at the last minute and just steal all my money? And most of the time, the right. answer is yes. Right. <laughs> it's sad. It's a sad, sad situation. And it's getting more and more absurd indeed. Oh, I think it's also uh, bad for regular crypto, like for Bitcoin yeah. and for Ethereum and other like actual established crypto coins. Because like it says, the UK is looking at this and saying, oh, there's a problem here. And so they're not, once these regulators look at it, they're going to go after all crypto, not just mm. not just the bad ones, right? So everybody gets mixed in and... Kim Kardashian is making it harder for people to use thing like regular Bitcoin, right? So yeah, yeah. By the way, it's ten dollars for each digital citizen coin. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I made that price up in my head. Uh, someone that is also having problems with money is uh, the Prince of Wales Foundation. Uh, the, sure. The foundation. Uh, called the Prince of Wales Foundation is facing police investigation over claims that one of its closest aides offered help to secure a knighthood and British citizenship for a Saudi billionaire. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Michael Fawcett, the prince's former valet, stepped down tempor temporarily as the chief executive of the foundation after a letter emerged in which he said the charity would be willing and happy to use its influence to help a Saudi businessman in light of his ongoing generosity, in quotes. The royal aides on Sunday sought to distance themselves from Prince Charles, uh, oh, distance Prince Charles from the scandal, but the letter is understood to have caused uh, problems at Clarence House. I'm not, I guess, I don't know what Clarence House, probably where Prince Charles lives. Sure. I have no idea. The Telegraph understands Prince Charles was not aware of Mr. Fawcett's actions and could not believe it at first. He said he, uh, he is said to be really keen on I an internal investigation and to deliver findings as soon as possible. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm so, sure he's super keen. So it sounds like this uh, foundation was, you know, they were taking money for different positions within British society to try to um, make mm -hmm. money. Yeah, no, I'm not surprised at all. Do you think, it, I think the thing that, the big question is, did anybody in the royal family know? They're saying no, but... Probably. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking uh, somebody had to have had some yeah. idea of what was going on here. Yes. I don't believe in, like, it's the reason, I don't believe anybody of royal blood by in instinction. <laughs> it's like, I do think they lie a lot. It seems I mean, like over the last few years, the royal family has gotten... Like, is there one royal family member who doesn't look bad at this point, besides the queen? <laughs> all of the kids, like, there's scandals going on I, with all of them. I think if you look into the queen, you could find some scandals. I mean... Oh, yeah, sure. Do you, do you remember... I just okay. meant in, like, the last couple years. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, in the last years there wasn't. Yeah, but I remember when Diana died the old conspiracy theorists saying that she killed diana oh sure i mean oh yeah there was cons a lot of different conspiracies around that oh, though yeah. so hey uh how is polly today 
Uh, she's sleeping. Good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she has her own country, of course. Uh, Guana. Pig. You see what I did there? No, because she's a chinchilla. <laughs> so. <laughs> Work with it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, Guana Coop uh, attempt. Let's talk about it. Uh, because the soldiers claim to seize the power from the... Oh, uh, don't make me say his name. Alpha Conte? Conde? Conde. 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 Yeah. Conde. Yeah. Uh, the fate of the president, Alpha Conde, is unclear after an unverified video showed him surrounded by soldiers who say they have seized power of the country. They appeared on national TV claiming to have dissolved the current government. However, the defense minister says the attempted takeover had been thwarted. The following hours of heavy gunfire near the palace in the capital of Conquery, the UN Sec Secretary General Antonio Guterres and the African Union have condemned the apparent coup. So mm. are we sure or not whether this actually happened? <laughs> yeah, no. It's in Africa. It's not really, really easy to find out. <sighs> right, but, I mean, it seems like Okay, let's see if I can find any more information today. I mean, there was so many rumors during this week, and like Norwegian media was talking about it, like it have uh, kind of maybe happened. Oh, <laughs> they well, were like, we don't really know. <laughs> it says new the new military rulers of Guinea. What is it, Guinea? Guinea, yeah, I think Guinea or Guyana. Uh, have released dozens of political political prisoners jailed by the previous civilian government in a move to likely win over favor with the opposition in the country. This is from the this is from the oh. Washington Post. Seventy nine prisoners freed late Tuesday have been held on a variety of charges, uh, including breaching security. Blah blah blah. Many activists in the so yeah, mm -hmm. I, it looks like they definitely have taken over the government. Okay. Yeah, it's it's hard to a hundred and ten percent confirm it. Uh, there that's was pretty. A, that's pretty good yeah. evidence, though. If sure, sure. if it was an old government, they probably wouldn't have released these prisoners. But I remember a time in the nineties where I heard of a coup in Africa, like every single day, almost. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, do you remember? Uh, when Donald Trump uh, first won his presidency, look, and there was this book out saying that Melina Trump never wanted to be <laughs> the first lady. I don't remember that. In, what, in 2016? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I don't remember. 2016, yeah, yeah. There was this uh, book by the guy that uh, 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 write the three books about uh, uh, Trump... Uh, I want to say Bernie Mendoff, but it's not him. Uh, anyway, uh, now she's telling friends that she has no interest in becoming the first lady again. So, the former first lady has said she's mm. not keen on returning to the White House amidst speculation that Donald Trump will rerun in 2024. The model turned businesswoman has told friends that she has no interest in returning to the White House and, quote unquote, going through being the first lady again. This is from yeah. CNN. Uh, according to anonymous sources, uh, being, this is another quote, being the first lady again is not what she wants. 
For her, it was a chapter and now it's over, a person close to the White House tenure told CNN. Despite not making formal announcement, Mr. Trump has kept the door open for a presidential run in 2024. And what we're hearing, what I heard yesterday is there, mm. there are people, internal people saying he's definitely going to run. Oh, um, I believe he's going to run. Yeah, so it looks like he's going to, but it doesn't look like his wife's going to be very happy about that. But, uh, yeah, according to that book, she wasn't happy in the first place. She never wanted to be that in the first place. And he more or less said it never going to happen. I mean, it was a huge surprise, according to that book, that he won in the first place. So. Fair and load. Uh, he almost, it, uh, the title is almost fair and loading. The first book. Yeah, anyway. Uh, why is there a FTC probe? About McDonald's ice cream machines, look. Well, McDonald's ice cream machines are always broken, in America at least. I don't know if this, this is probably not true in Norway, but in America... That's because we don't eat, I eat ice cream because it's ice, ice all around us, see? You just make snow cones um, yes, off yes. the ground with, like, mm -hmm. reindeer blood. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and, like, polar bear... <laughs> with reindeer blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, you, do you know how fucking expensive reindeer is in Norway? What, it reindeer so meat? Yeah, it's so fucking expensive. I don't think you could find reindeer meat anywhere in America, I'm pretty sure. It's so expensive, it's one of the most expensive meats. In is it the good? I don't think I've yes. ever had reindeer. It it tastes very wild. It, it, it yeah, that's what I was. Tastes, I, do they yeah. do people like? So it's all like game meat. Like they don't like yeah 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 farm reindeer. Yeah, no. Okay yeah no. So it's it's in it's in stews mostly. Oh well, yeah, well, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I mean, like I would assume it's similar to venison, just because they're similar animals to a degree. Animals, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway. But yeah, in America, uh, afraid their blood. <laughs> in America, the ice cream machine is always broken to the point where it's become a meme on the internet for what the last five years. I think it's been a meme that the ice cream machines are always broken, uh, mm -hmm. and there's even was a video put out a uh, couple months ago that I posted to you. Like last night, yes. Mm -hmm. yes uh, last it night. was done by a guy named Johnny Harris talking about why the why are the ice cream. This was done in April. I'm looking at the video right now, uh, talking about why that why are the ice cream machines always broken? And he did a deep dive into why these ice cream machines are broken, and it's way more sinister than you could possibly even imagine. Uh, mm. But now, uh, F feds are reported looking into why the ice cream machines at McDonald's are always busted. Uh, by now, it's well known among consumers that the fast food giant's frozen dessert desserts that McDonald's ice cream machines break down. Technical problems uh, that regularly befall the contraptions uh, can make McFlurries, shakes, and other ice cream treats unattainable at McDonald's. McDonald's has acknowledged this issue, but customers are not loving it. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, the problem has, oh, the problem has gotten arm. so widespread that somebody even created an online tool that lets you track 
malfunctioning machines across the United States. Have you seen this? It's, wow. If you go to mickbroken.com, that's mcbroken.com, <laughs> this guy actually created a website that. that just tracks where all the broken ice cream machines are at each McDonald's wow. within the United States. Uh, McDonald's franchisees have a long gripped about the machines, and newspapers reported which required nightly cleaning cycles that tend to fail and require a technic technician to fix them. Okay. The Biden administration is looking broadly at whether manufacturers have been blocking owners from fixing their own broken products themselves. Advocates uh. for a right to repair movement say companies should not be made to make nearly impossible, should not make it nearly impossible for users and independent technicians to repair modern products. Uh, so the FTC has declined comment for to about this report but in a statement mcdonald's usa has said there's no reason to believe it was the focus of an ftc investigation but in july the commission would announce an increased law enforcement efforts against manufacturers that impose repair restrictions on businesses government agencies and workers so mcdonald's is saying this isn't happening but we're seeing that there is some type of probe into this. Uh, the real thing, the real issue here, the real reason it looks... Go watch that Johnny Harris video, but because he does a 30 minutes on why... Like, he goes into, like, the actual reason, mm. like, the coding within the machine itself is, like, set up so that yeah. it has to be serviced by a specific technician, and you can't even just get, like, an, a local technician like a computer guy to come fix it because they don't have the specific secret codes and stuff that you need which causes this company which is called taylor to gain 30 percent of their revenue or something like that just from oh, repairs just from repairs wow. which is a huge market for them so yeah if the machines are always breaking that's more profit for them right mm. and so uh since McDonald's has a deal with these people that those are the only machines that the, each franchisee can use, then Taylor's mm. profit margin goes up the more the machines break. Right. So there's wow. a real issue as to whether uh, this business practice is legitimate or whether these machines are breaking just so that they can make money. Right. That is what it sounds like, yeah. Yeah, like I said, go watch that Johnny Harris video. It was really good, 30 minutes long. He goes into, like, he physically re reads through the manuals of the machine itself and tells you, like, where the problems are and stuff like that. There was a guy uh, who invented yeah. a, a software for mm -hmm. franchisees that specifically overrided the weird codes within the system so that a local franchisee could fix it itself. McDonald's sued that guy. Uh, uh, Luke, when you listen back to this, uh, when you do the editing, I say, and Luke is going to link to that on another Digital Citizens Facebook group and at a podcast ADC on Twitter. On Twitter. To that video, yes. Right. Right. You're going to do that because I say that now. Yeah, I'm gonna remember to do that. <laughs> He's not going to remember. To I might remember, but I mean, people can look up Johnny Harris and find a video from April. It's not really that hard. <laughs> oh, 
some people find it very hard to find YouTube videos. I guess some. Like, like people like my dad. All right. Yeah, maybe. Uh, do you know who my dad doesn't like? This no. is actually no no joke. Alex Jones. Uh, I, I, there's a lot of people Alex that Jones. aren't fans of Alex Jones. I know that's like a weird um, thing, but there's a lot of people that dislike Alex Jones and his positions on world events. So it's so weird when people do that. He's such a nice, calm man. Yeah, exactly. He's not like polarizing whatsoever. So. <laughs> Uh, Far-right yeah. radio host Alex Jones went on an impassioned tirade during an episode of his show Infowars on Friday during which he appeared to take multiple pills of ivermectin. Uh, it says he appeared to, so we don't actually know if he did or not. In the video rant, which is sporadic at times and hard to follow, jo Jones presents two boxes of ivermectin and appears to take tablets while railing against Dr. Fauci, the director of... National Institute of Allergy and Infectious, Infectious Diseases, and billionaire Bill Gates calling them murderers. Okay, well, we got a video. Here, people. Oh, I started it. You want to play that Twitter video down there? I do want to play that Twitter video. All right, give me a countdown whenever you're ready. I am ready in three, two, one, play. Here, people. Overhead shot, please. Okay. You know this is? This is ivermectin for humans. It won a Nobel Prize as an antiviral. And this is inhalable, or these are the tablets, steroids. So let me show you. I was so going to do this anyways This earlier. is like the legit see ivermectin this? is what he's saying, see like this? the oh, human. See this, Bill Gates? Mm -hmm. I'm going to kill those prions, you bastard murderers. You're going to hit me with a bioweapon, you monster. You want to suppress me? You want to kill me, you son of a bitch? You oh. goddamn demon? You think I'm easy to kill? You think I'm going to roll over to your crap? No. And Joe Rogan kicked your murdering ass, too. You'd love to bury him, too, you little monster maggot. He's in this National Geographic piece about, oh, I don't usually deal with my enemies right away. I get them later. Yeah, you creep up on with a poison injection, dressed up in a lab coat, you little Joseph Mingala, Nuremberg coat violating monster. What is going on? <laughs> I have no clue. See our little cancer proteins like that. Nobel Prize winning for humans. 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 Oh, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. I can't believe people actually watch this and, like, take it seriously. Like, how can you? That's why Joe's worth, like, $300 million. Yeah, he's real stupid. That's why he lives in a $60 million house on the river. You Having money does not make you smart, by the way. No, no. Dave Chappelle. He's got money, so he must not be dumb. And I sure wish you'd wake up. But you sit there calling me stupid, an independent media person that built the biggest independent media operation in the world that changed the whole paradigm with my badass listeners, and you sit around and laugh at us? Medical doctors gave that to me. It is incredible. It helped my family. It helped me. It helped everybody. And it's approved for humans for all sorts of viral stuff. But that murderer Fauci doesn't want you to know because he wants the planet for himself and he wants you dead. Well, guess what, Fauci? We ain't rolling over and dying so easily, you little murderer. Okay. <laughs> so that is apparently Alex Jones' take on why uh... we're taking a vaccine is because Dr. <laughs> Fauci wants to take over the world? Dr. Fauci is like Dr. Evil now, according to 
to him. I, it was it's kind of weird because he said that they want to kill him with the vaccine, but they also mm. want to use the vaccine to take over the world. So, mm -hmm. hmm, do they want to kill everybody and then take? I think that that's the idea that a lot of these people have of what the vaccine is is like um, a way to lower population. So, like, they want to mm -hmm. kill off a certain number of people so they can control the global population better. That's, like, an old, mm -hmm. really old conspiracy from, like, it's been around forever. Um, but, yeah, he he talked about Joe Rogan there, Luke. Is there any news about Joe Rogan? It says Jones defended podcast host Joe Rogan, who announced this week he, he was taking ivermectin along with a host of other treatments after he tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, yeah, he made a... Joe Rogan came out and made a video about... Um, he got COVID-19, and he made a video saying he took a bunch of different drugs. Um, but it seems like Joe Rogan... Ha he hasn't said it outright, but I saw a video clip of him just yesterday, say, and the person he was interviewing said that they... They weren't um, vaccinated, and in a way insinuating that Joe Rogan is also not vaccinated, right? Um, yes. So oh, Joe Rogan didn't want to get vaccinated for some reason, but he is willing to take all these other drugs, one of which is the thing that they gave to Trump, uh, mm. which is like the reason Trump got better so fast from COVID-19 instead of, well, before he got vaccinated. Um people are also pointing out that Joe Rogan did take ivermectin as well. Mm -hmm. Right. Monoclonal antibodies. That's the thing that they gave to Trump, but they also gave this to Joe Rogan, but Joe Rogan's putting it on the same level as like pregnizone, z pack, vitamin drip and ivermectin, uh, which were some of the other things that he said, but monoclonal a antibodies are like an actual legitimate, the thing that is being used specifically for COVID-19, right? So to say mm. that any of these other things were part of the reason he got better is kind of silly because there's this one thing on the list that is specifically used to make you better from COVID-19, right? So to say it was the mm. ivermectin is a little silly because uh, it probably was more these monoclonal antibodies than anything else. One of the most celebrated uh, genius uh, socialists uh, have a birthday soon. Uh, Today? It's No, I my birthday is on the 11th. Look. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See what I did there? I do. I do. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, Bernie Sanders has birthday <laughs> today. I was going to say Bernie Sanders. <laughs> you destroyed my joke. Uh, but yeah, uh, and we want to wish him a happy birthday, Bernie Sanders. And Trum is going to tell the truth about that. This is Trum Retrontos the truth. When I'm reading this, Bernie Sanders will be 80 years old. Yes, and we have to know the fact that he will never be president of the United States. I never thought he's going to be United States president anyway, because there are too many people who never want to vote for a Jew and not want to vote for a progressive. And there are a lot of people who are afraid 
that voting for him will just throw the vote away. Yeah, if you vote for something else than the establishment, you are throwing your vote away. Major parties always using that argument everywhere in the world. Not only the United States, also in Norway. But we have more parties, so people don't listen that much to. Well, again, Bernie Sanders, he's 80. He was the best president we never got. A man who could change, could have changed something. But let's look at the bright side. He also already have changed a lot. And to further change is up to you. He has the movement and you have to go on. Because there will come a day when Bernie Sanders cannot travel around and hold speeches anymore, encourage people to work anymore. He cannot give good legislations in the Senate. He cannot stand up for his ideas anymore. He's going to be an old, and he is getting older. And one day he's going to die. The sad fact of life. But his ideas don't have to die. His movement don't have to die. And everything he fights for don't have to die. That's up to you. Good ideas and good progress causes doesn't need a strong leader. We always think that. We always think like we on the left are always individuals. And we don't need a strong leader because our ideas are good. But we are fooling ourselves because we know that's a lie. We have, we need some, we always look up to some leaders and so on, we, us too, just like the right does. But maybe we should start a new chapter now. Just follow the ideas, just follow the good causes and move on from there. Get more people to get elected on every level, from from sheriff to corner. Yeah, because ugh, I forgot, you in the United States you can elect everything. Well. Some people call it democracy, I just call it stupidity, but that's that's me. We have an apartment elections right in Norway, and it's going to be a big election in Germany. Things, especially in Germany, can change the fate of Europe. You can change, people in the United States can change the fate of the United States. But if you like people like Bernie Sanders, you can also change the fate of the world. Maybe you can get something done. People in on the right are now rallying against they're stopping the votes the, the Brazilian president won't have a, have a military coup conservatives in Europe are making more and more fascism conservatives and fascism is working hand in hand again like it did in the 30s to stop this is up to you let's celebrate Bernie Sands birthday by letting him know that we will kick up the causes and the idea further on. This was Tron with Tron. That's the truth. Thank you for telling the truth about that, uh, Tron. Yeah, uh, there are some cool people that have birthday around this time of year. Was a cool dude that had a birthday nine days ago. Yeah, yeah. Somebody else has a birthday in a few days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool dude is there. Well, happy the birthday, of- Bernie Sanders, if he hears this. Mm-hmm. I- I think a lot of people would say Bernie Sanders is the antithesis of cool, but uh, I don't think so. I think he's the coolest dude ever. So he's one of the coolest. One dudes. of the coolest dudes ever. Yeah, I think you're cooler than him, but I know you better. So yeah, but remember that 
glove jacket combo he did at that <laughs> at the inauguration. I mean, that was pretty freaking cool. <laughs> Nobody's cooler than Bernie Sanders. I mean, I was hipster uh, on another level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on a completely different level. Uh, anyway, uh, time for TV. Uh, I've seen Days of Our Lives beyond Salem on the Peacock. Because beyond Salem? Mm-hmm. They live in Salem. Oh. So it's not, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to do with, like, witches or anything. For some no, reason, no, that's the first that... thing I think of when I hear Salem. You yeah, know no, I mean? so they live in Salem. So this is kind of, um, this is, um, uh, with other people. So it's, uh, John and, and Melina, they uh, travel to Zurich. And then, uh, Ben and Claire, I think it was, that travels to... New Orleans, and then some people go to Phoenix, and oh, okay. some go to Miami. Sure. Yeah. So anyway. it's, is it like a spin-off of the original where like it's the kids yes. of the people or something like that that yeah. were in the yeah, original? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Not like the actual kids, but like storyline-wise. Right, yeah, right. Okay. storyline kids. Yeah. I mean, I watched some soap operas when I was young. Like, not during, like during the summer, I remember seeing some soap operas when I was really young. Uh, during the time of Days of Our Lives. I don't remember if it was Days of Our Lives or not, the ones that I watched, though. So I know oh. I watched General Hospital a little bit. Oh, General Hospital. But I don't remember so if good. I watched Day- Days of Your Lives. But yeah, Days of Our Lives is one of my favorite soaps. Um, but yeah, no, this was shit. Uh, give it a two. Two? Two. Two, okay. Uh, I saw... Ben and Jerry's Clash of the Cone, which I think you saw like uh-huh. a couple weeks ago or something. I did, yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah, this was a, you know, it's a reality cooking show except with ice cream. Um, they have four contestants, and I thought mm-hmm. it was going to be like an individual, like each episode they'd have four different contestants, but it doesn't seem that no, no. not what they're doing. It's like a full series with just these four contestants. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a little weird because because of that. Because it's like, if you don't like Why? these characters, if you don't like mm. these people that are the the contestants, then the whole show is kind of screwed, right? Because it's not like mm. each episode you get new contestants. So uh, it was interesting in, in a way uh, if you like cooking shows. Um, I'm not a huge fan of cooking shows in, in this format, I guess. It was kind of funny that... For some reason, they decided to do an ice cream making show on a day outside where it was like a million degrees. <laughs> a million degrees, yes. <laughs> it's like that must have made it a little tough to like make ice cream, mm-hmm. but sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I kind of, I didn't mind the host. She was very, very mm-hmm. adorable and very good oh, at what so she cute. did. Yeah. The judge, most of the judges weren't bad. Um, so overall, I think I'm going to give this like what, five point five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I s- hey, look. Do you like uh, Desperate Housewives? Uh, you know, I don't think I ever saw a full episode of that. I I remember it, but I don't think I ever watched like a full episode. Well, do you want to see Desperate Housewives, but even more wackier and out there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you sh- then you should watch On the Verge on Netflix. Okay. Oh my god, this is such a show. This is a show with an S in it. So, it is about these four women. 
uh, that lives in in LA, and they are like all all different uh, places in their life. Okay. Like all of a sudden in this uh, TV show that I saw every episode of it because I got obsessed. Okay. For example, one of the moms is a spy. Look. Is a spy for like the government? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for for what government? For some for a government of some type. Okay. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And uh, it, it it is with Julia Delpy, 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 something like that. Sure. And he's she, she's also Midas. Uh, it is created by her. I love her in other things, so I'm watched it mainly because of her. Uh, but this show is fucking weird, wacko. I will say that I am not a woman. Uh, I, I, I can take all those rumors back on this podcast. I am a man. But I very, very, very much like this show. I liked it on a wrong side of things. I enjoyed it because it's so wacky and out there. And Desperate Housewives is one of my favorite shows. Uh, but yeah, this is getting a fro 8 out of 10. But take that in inconsideration, please. Oh, okay. Because it sounds like something you're I might to, not like. You're yeah. going to hate this. <laughs> you're going to despise this with a passion. Well, it doesn't sound like they do a lot of dancing so or singing or anything like that. Uh, that's, oh, I have a show for you then. But uh, let's talk about that later. Yes. Uh, I saw Teenage Euthanasia, which I'm surprised... <laughs> <laughs> I also saw this. They could like name it this title. I Why was, like, was it named that? You're right, it's a little, <laughs> a little, a little. Uh, I mean, that's why I watched it though. That because I saw the title and it was like, what? Mm-hmm. So they definitely knew what they were doing when they titled it this. But I think the only way to describe this is actually to read the description because I don't think I could do like justice to what this show's about by describing it. Unless you want to try, Fro. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Fro's eating something. Uh, Trophy mm. Fantasy is a teenage mo- mother who left her daughter daughter euthanasia fantasy in the custody of her mother and her brother Pete. After dying, Trophy's corpse gets delivered to her mother and an unexpected combination of her mother's embalming fluid at their funeral home and Annie's tears resurrect her and make her a sentient zombie with supernatural abilities. <laughs> yep. I, yeah, because I don't know how that I would is, describe that this. That is the show. All right. <laughs> I was like, when I watched this, I was like, oh, this is going to be... I didn't read anything about it, so I was like, oh, this is going to be a depressive documentary about uh, kids killing themselves or other people. That was not what it was. It's, it's a cartoon. Really depressive. Right, I should, we cartoon. should mention it's a cartoon. Yeah. It's got a very... <laughs> Uh, almost 90s animation feel to it. Maybe, no, mm-hmm. probably early 2000s animation feel to it. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the voices in it is Tim Robinson, you know, from I Think You Should Leave. Mm-hmm. He's one of the voices, which he's very funny. Uh, I, I thought the show was good. I really enjoyed it. What would you think? I, I liked it. It's definitely weird. Like, it's one of those shows where, like, it's just trying to be as weird as possible, basically, mm-hmm. the whole time. Um, but I really enjoy the characters. Like, it's one of the, it's a show that I could... You can get kind of 
identify with certain characters and other ones you can be like, oh, that's, I know person like that, right? Even though it's so wacky, somehow you can still, at least I can, still identify with these wacky characters, which is important. Mm. Uh, it's kind of a sitcom in a way because it's like about a family, right? Even mm. though it's a family where one of, where the mother is dead and they work at a funeral home. Uh, I, oh, yeah. I, yeah, I think I think I'll give this a six point five. I'm I'm leaning towards a seven, but I'm gonna give it a six point five. What do you think? I gave it I gave it a seven. I oh. really, really digged it. I really did. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh you remember Doogie Hauser, don't you look? Uh sure, yeah, I watched a bit of that when I was like I didn't have that channel. I think it, I didn't have NBC when I was really young, but I remember watching it later on like Nick uh Nick at Night. That's where I watched it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for a remake of that? A remake, like an actual remake? An actual remake of that. Uh, sure. It is called Do- Doogie Kamalua, MD. Uh, this is set in modern day uh, Hawaii. Sounds uh, like it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, this is a Disney Plus uh, thing, so Luke is never going to watch it. Uh, it is about this 16-year-old uh, girl uh, that is, uh, yeah, uh, she has a medical career and also life as a teenager and she lives in Hawaii where she kind of also has this local boy. Uh, they're struggling to be a father and daughter and he's trying to let her go and yeah, and She's uh, very, uh, like, split between her mother, that is Irish, and her dad. And, yeah, it's it's a mess. Uh, but, yeah, I saw the first episode of this. I think I'm going to give this a zero look. <laughs> I really didn't like any of it. I think I despised it. Oh, okay. With a passion. <laughs> A zero. That's pretty low. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'm returning thing. Uh, what we do in the shadows, season three, episode. What? 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 One and two. One and two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, still good. The show does not yeah. fall off in quality whatsoever. No. As the no, it's almost like they just made the show all at once because it doesn't. Yeah. Like, certain shows you get in later in the seasons and it feels different or they change things mm. or they're like, you know what we have to do? We have to add a dog or because it's not interesting or enough or <laughs> these people have to get married or we need to have ki- like they have to have a kid. Like those kind of things that mm-hmm. get added to shows as you get into later seasons. But it's like, no, we're just going to keep doing a really good show. How does that sound? What if we just kept yeah. making a funny show instead of worrying about making it more interesting or whatever? Um, yeah. Uh, Kristen Wiig, what did you think of her in this? I loved her. She's so funny. Yeah, so this season, they they become the head mm. vampires, right? So yeah. that's what we're looking forward to in this season. Um, yeah, I give it an 8.5. I give it an 8.5 as well. Okay. Uh, Jason Biggs, cash out your door, Luke. Uh, oh, yeah. Because you watched it, so I had to. Uh, what the fuck? (laughs) Okay, I have to ask you something. Okay. The tests they are doing. uh, The quizzes. Sure. Yes. 
Are, are they rigged? Rigged? What do you mean? Look, uh, do they do know the answers? Have... Yeah. I mean, the. I don't know. I, I have no idea. Okay, I, I just felt like the whole show was like... It felt so incredibly rigged from him going up to the door and the family's all surprised and things like that. Well, that was I, all I, fake, clearly. I even yes, mentioned that, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it, that kind of makes the whole thing feel rigged. Do you understand what I mean? Uh, yeah, when, I guess so. I mean, it definitely doesn't feel genuine. Yeah. It feels yeah. feels uh, false. Like, all the emotions and everything feel false as well. Mm -hmm. Like, they're the we're so excited, but it doesn't seem... Like, it feels like you're acting excited, not actually excited. Yeah. Right. Excited, yeah. Yeah. No, uh, didn't like this. Uh, three and a half? Three and a half, okay. Oh. Uh, I saw Shark Dog on Netflix. <laughs> what? Shark Dog? Shark Dog. Uh, okay, that sounds a, like a cartoon. It's a cartoon. Uh, mm -hmm. A little boy um, finds a dog that is half shark, hence Shark Dog. Mm. Uh, he, uh, at least in the beginning... Uh, it's that classic, oh, I found a dog, uh, you know, abandoned dog on the side of the road or whatever. I'm going to keep it in my closet and not tell my parents uh, and try to hide it as long as possible so that I can have a dog. But my parents don't want me to have a dog. But in this case, it's not just a dog. It's a shark dog, bro. So hmm. shark dogs are a little crazier. They tear a lot more stuff up than regular dogs, I guess. But, yeah, uh, that's the whole premise of the show is... You know, this little kid and his shark dog get into adventures. Yeah, each episode is, like, cut into, like, three or four smaller uh, clip uh, clips, I guess. Like, where it's, like, um, very similar to, like, a Ren and Stimpy or something like that, where each episode has different stories or something like that. Like, four different stories. Uh, yeah, it was a little kid show. I give it, what? The animation is actually kind of interesting. That's the one thing I would recommend watching this for mm. is the animation style because it's, like, very different than anything I've ever seen. Like, these very hard black lines around the characters and stuff. Uh, yeah, I'll give it a... For a kid show, I'll give it a five. From one cartoon to another cartoon, uh, let's go to Q-Force. Because, holy shit, this was weird. Um... How do I say this without at all sounding a little judgmental? Okay. Uh, I didn't like this. Actually, I think I... Yeah, I despised it. I, I think... So this is a... It's a cartoon about this gay super spy... And also, well, multiple there's, spies. Yes, right. yes. But uh, yeah, a gay scooper spy, and then you have a lot of like LGBTQ well, his, like, yeah, his crew. Squad. Yeah, his yes. yeah, his squad. Exactly. Yeah. <sighs> they are in West Hollywood. It feels extremely woke. Extremely woke. Yeah. Oh, okay. And kind of. Yeah, I, I didn't like how they, oh, I hate this word, but they queer-baited people. 
I I feel like this kind of felt like the wrong message. I didn't like the messaging in this. I understand where they're coming from, and I support LBGQ rights. I mean, I'm fucking one of them. So, like, but this very felt like something here is a little fishy. In the way they are... Um, how do I say this? The, the way they are portraying people are so extremely gay that it gets over the top gay and to into almost a parody of what gay people are. That Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Parody. Yes. Where it's like yes. over the top, like overly, like, I, what's, I don't even know how to put it. Yeah, again, like it's like, uh, remember the ambiguously gay duo on SNL? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is almost to that level of parody comedy type thing, and it, it's like, is right. this offensive? I don't know if I should be offended or not as a straight man. I, <laughs> I find it, I find it offensive. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't, did. I don't uh, know where to, like, fall, I gave it a three, I don't know what you, but, like, I didn't know how to I feel about it almost. Yeah. The other thing is, I it's get, not funny. There's a bit. It, it, no, no, no. It's not funny at all. <laughs> right. I didn't laugh, which is that it would no. be like, oh, if this was a comedy that made me laugh and it was like, oh, yeah. these are fun, this funny jokes, but it was all just like kind of crude humor and stuff that didn't make me laugh. So, yeah. That's a whole, like, that's probably the biggest downside to this is like it's crude and somewhat offensive and not funny. Yeah. I gave this a zero look. Oh, okay. I, 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 yeah, no, I, 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 I just, yeah. I love the messaging. Try again. I didn't, yeah, I didn't understand how this got made, really, but sure. Yeah, no. Uh, I yeah. saw Dive Club. This was also on Netflix, right? It was. An Australian show uh, mm -hmm. about a bunch of young women who are divers... Mm -hmm. Uh, and at least I, I, it seems like it's going to be a mystery to figure out who killed their friend, right? Cause yes. she washes up on mm -hmm. the beach. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I, yeah, I don't think I'm going to watch more than two episodes of this, but it was kind of interesting. No. I mean, I, the problem is the acting is, you know, it's a lot of young actresses, so I'm not going to take anything super away from them cause it's clear. And it's children's TV. I mean, right. it's, it, it, it isn't made for it's, us. Yeah. It's yeah. It, this is total yaw television. Oh yeah. 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 This um, is, uh, it's even a little younger than yaw. You think? No, it's yeah, yeah minus. I think. I, I think. This I don't know. Considering children. all like the bikinis and stuff, I, I, I don't think this is necessarily made for young children. But mm, I, I think so. But yeah, sure. We 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 agree to disagree. Oh, I, I guess it depends on what kind of parent you are. Really, I remember working at the movie theater and uh, having parents come in with like toddlers and going to like. Texas Chainsaw Massacre and being like, that seems weird. <laughs> and I'm selling you a ticket right now. I don't know if I should be selling you a ticket, but sure. <laughs> uh, was that the last thing you've seen, Luke? Oh, absolutely not. Um, let's see. Okay, I have one more. Okay, go ahead. Okay, uh, uh, because... I saw. Uh, oh, you talk about your one. I I misclicked. Sorry. 
Okay. Um, let's see. What else did I see? How to be a cowboy. Oh, fucking, fucking hell. I have that, that on my list. Sorry. Yes. Love that. Which was called something else in Norway. I don't remember what yes. you said it was called. Uh, but I'll, I'll find you it. look it up. Yeah, it's about a it's a reality show about a ranch where two brothers are running this ranch and they have interns. One of their interns is like this young female bull rider. The other intern is a bronco rider. So it's kind of mm. it's. They're raising cattle and stuff to sell, but it's also a training ground kind of for other cowboys or younger people who want to be... Because specifically the one young woman, she wants to be... She wants to own a ranch when she grows up, so she wants to learn how to run a ranch on this ranch. So it's a training ground. It's a really weird concept when you think about it. It's like, wait yeah. a second, uh, why is this girl here? Clearly they just found these people for the television show, and that's why they're there, but... Uh, it's called a modern cowboy in, in Norwegian. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The guy in it is actually somewhat charismatic and interesting. I love him. But at the same time... I know if I was ever around him, I would be like, God, this guy is such a douchebag and so full of himself. <laughs> if you were actually around him in real life, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Some of the stuff that happens with the animals, if you're an animal activist, you probably well, activist, are. Yeah. I'm, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if there's already people up in arms about this show. Uh, there's one, like, I wasn't... There's one part where the cow gets out and it gets cut on the fence and stuff and it's bleeding and it's like that was an accident, okay? That the cow it it didn't know any better. It ran itself into the fence, but there's one part where she, at the end where she's riding a bull and they have the dog in the pen while she's on a bull that's like bucking. And I'm like that's mm. so that dog almost got murdered by that bull. And I'm like that mm -hmm. was the part that made me go, "Oh my gosh." Uh overall I give this a four, probably. I, the reality of show aspect isn't too bad, but there's certain parts of it that I'm just like, uh, there's this weird American work ethic propaganda happening in this show. What do you think mm -hmm. of it, I guess? Yeah, no, I give it a five. I, I find it uh, amusing enough to see it all, but nothing else. Yeah, it's definitely a good ba background watch. Yeah. Um, I'm sure if you're more into, like, uh, bull riding... And stuff like that, rodeo stuff. This would be definitely mm -hmm. a show for you. I mean, I grew up around rodeo stuff. Uh, I, I've done a lot of the stuff with cows, like herding cattle and stuff like that. So to me, I was like, oh, I can kind of identify with this. Yeah. Uh, I saw ITV two program uh, from uh, the Brutes uh, with uh, my favorite comedian, Catherine uh, Ryan, as the host. I love her. Uh, stop me if you have heard this uh, premise before. Look. Okay. Okay. It's called Ready to Mingle. Uh, guess what it is about? It sounds like a dating show. Hmm. Where do you say that? Ready to Mingle follow a single girl in search of her perfect partner. Twelve main suitors compete for her affection and the chance of building big money. However, in a mysterious twist, not all boys are single with a number of them uh, being guided by their partner to pursue 
of the price, taking up residence in a luxury house where the single girl gets to know the boys through activities, games, dates, eliminating each boy one-to-one -one until her dream man remains. Which boy will be left standing? Can you suss out who's the real deal? Uh, uh, they may be single, but are they ready to mingle? There's a plane going yep. over. Can you hear the plane? <laughs> I can hear the plane. Yeah. The whole time you were doing that, there was like this plane going over. Uh, so it's F-Boy Island in a house. Yes. Yes. Instead of on an island. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so fucking stupid. Uh, I gave it a, a three. What was it on? Uh, ITV2. ITV2. Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, the Brits do those shows a little bit better than in America, to be honest. At least the ones I've seen. I, I think I give all the three points to Katrin. She's fun. I like her. All right, the last thing I saw was the D'Amelio show. Yep. Did you see this? Nope. Did you choose? I know you knew it happened, so did you yep. just choose specifically not to watch this? Yes, 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 Luke. I'm never ever going to watch this. This I is a am reality still show. Keeping up with the car. I know. You're still I'm, keeping I'm, up with the Kardashians. The Kardashians. <laughs> yeah, I have enough. I don't need another. Shitty reality show of like keeping up to, with the Kardashians. To be fair, this isn't even the, the editing style in this show is so different than any other reality show. It feels like mm. they're making a documentary about the Demilios more than it is a reality show like the Kardashians. Okay, so mm. okay, they they film it in a way where it's like. Uh, there's one scene that's in the first episode where Dixie is crying because she got bullied online. And it's, instead of it being like the Kardashians where they just cut to them, you know, in the room and they're all talking, it's one of these things where the cameraman comes from one room to the other and like, oh, that's you know terrible. what I mean, and catches it, like, it makes uh. it feel like they're catching it in real time or whatever, documentary style. So it, they, and then they do... They do like what look like live bits, and then they'll cut to an interview with uh, th one of the family members in a different location, talking about what happened. So it it is edited like a documentary, but it's a reality show. It's very strange in that way. It makes it feel like some kind of drama uh, TV show, even though it's a reality show. It really feels mm. like these two young women do not want to be on social media and that they're just doing it because they're getting paid and that they kind of hate it. That's what the show makes. I don't know if they meant to make mm. the show make it feel like that, but it does. Um, mm. And it's kind of a huge downer because it seems like they just hate, the, not that they, not that they hate their lives, but that they hate, uh, Everything that has to come that comes with being like a celebrity in this in the internet space, you know, they continuously yeah. are complaining up about people um, making fun of them online or saying that they mm. sh that she's not uh, she's not mature enough or this or that. Mm. Um, it does focus a bit on the family, but it mostly focuses on the two sisters. So I don't know. The show is really strange. I'm going to give it a 3.5. Um, 
it's it's yeah. it's definitely a it, this is something we're going to look back at in a few years and be like this is a relic of a time period when that thing TikTok was really big. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Uh, most of, of the audience uh, will uh, now think that I will say, and now we are going to talk about uh, Paris Hilton. We will very soon, but look, we need to talk about something else that we watched on TV this week. Okay. Because you and me and Bill from that wrestling show watched AEW All Out. Oh, yeah. That wasn't and... even on my list, but yes, we did. <laughs> um, first and foremost... Your thoughts of the show all over? I mean, this is a this is a moment in wrestling history that I think hopefully will be remembered for a while. Uh, oh yeah, tonight is the TV show, the AEW TV show that uh, will be the follow up, and we'll see where they go with this. But yeah, um, if anybody doesn't know, they added. Many people from the WWE roster, including some of the biggest stars, probably that the WWE's had in what the last twenty years. Twenty because yeah, they haven't years. built stars really that well in the yeah. last twenty years. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, it seems like if they play their cards right, AEW can be a really big contender and a really big force. Not only that, we're going to get a lot of good drama out of this. I think. So, I had a huge discussion with someone about this. So, I said, I, I stated this statement. AEW uh, are making WWE look stupid and silly. Because they are building something now that have so much uh, guts and has so much drive in it. Right. It feels like they really want to give a product that is so different to what a uh, what WWE wants to give us. The same standard things week after week after week. Right. While AEW is actually willing to take some risks and uh, put themselves in a challenging position, I think All Out is probably the best pay-per-view I've seen in... 10, 20 years. At least 10 Not years, for sure. Yeah. Um, it is. It was booked very, very well from the beginning to the end. And just the moment of, holy fuck, CM Punk is wrestling again. Uh, just that moment alone was so uh, strange. And it looked like he hadn't been gone a week like <laughs> it was just like a yeah it, it, uh, this is w what it does when you have wrestling in your blood and Darby Allen was amazing as well and then the ending we have to talk about the ending mm -hmm. uh, I almost well I, I actually I f fell asleep for two seconds and Bill goes throw you're sleeping and I go, oh, I, I want to go to sleep. And right. it was almost at the end of the pay-per-view. It was halfway probably through the last match, yeah. Yeah. And I go, oh, I just want to go to bed. And I and I was like, oh, I'm going, just going to watch a little more. And when Adam Cole came out, I forgot that I was tired. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> just, just was like, wow, holy shit, what's happening here? And and then uh, Brian Danielson comes out as well. I was like, I was so fucking floored. I was so happy I stay, uh, stayed awake. Made the whole thing feel uh, like an amazing end to a, a very, very good pay-per-view. Yeah, and the crowd went insane. Uh, yeah, for the whole thing. It's as somebody who lived through the Monday Night Wars, who lived yeah. through WCW versus WWF at the time. This is the closest thing I've ever felt to it. Like mm-hmm. I, I also lived through TNA with Hulk Hogan, and that just oh, was yeah. a giant oh. joke, basically, even though yeah, they tried yeah. to make it feel like TNA wanted to make it feel that way, but this legitimately feels like we're getting a new wrestling war. Uh, yeah. Where, at, in, the, in the WCW era, you know, it was the outsiders going over to uh, WCW. It feels like all these guys who were, like, known for being indie guys in, and then got famous in WWE... Um, are all going, yeah, we're tired of being in WWE. We want to go do back to kind of go back to our roots and, and mm-hmm. create this thing for ourselves. And it's, yeah, it's awesome to see. And like I said, we're going to get some crazy wrestling drama out of this. If there's one thing about wrestling, there's always going to be some crazy behind the scenes drama. Yeah. And I, uh, I'm just going to say this, uh, look, NXT had zombies as, uh, their, a referee this week, so zombies. Okay, mm-hmm. that is the thing. Sure. Uh, anyway, uh, let's talk about cooking with Paris episode five. Uh, episode five, getting over it holiday feast with Lele Pons, bringing a stuffing, bringing oh brining and stuffing. A traditional turkey sounds beyond disgusting, but the glitzy results are beyond rewarding for Lele Pons and her friends. Right. They make a turkey dinner. For some reason, it was Christmas in this episode, which felt really strange. Mm-hmm. Especially by being totally green outside and in Hollywood. Well, it's always like that in Hollywood, but... Uh, sure. Or L.A., I should say. Um, yeah, Lele Pons is kind of the worst. Uh, kind of? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this was this another is... episode where it's clear they weren't actually friends. They're just right. They just had Lele Pons on because she's like a, an internet personality or whatever. And yeah, and it seemed like yeah. she was more of. I didn't. It didn't seem like what was the one uh, Nikki Glazer? She seemed mm-hmm. like more of like a fan girl. Lele Pons just seemed like she knew who Paris was and like they had gone to a few parties together at some point, like mm. or at least. She had gone to some parties at Paris's house or something like that. Like they, there weren't really like a, real acquaintances. Yeah, I'm going to say this. This was the worst episode so far. Um, I think so. I don't. Yeah, I'd seen between this one and the the Nikki Glazer one, and mm. I guess it depends on how you feel feel about it. But either, yeah, I guess yeah, this probably is the worst one. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean. Uh, the highlight of this episode was Lily Pons uh, for uh, uh, coming out that she had a nose job because we didn't know that her right. nose looks totally not fake. Right, it doesn't look altered at all whatsoever. Um, no, 
Yeah, Lele <laughs> Pons definitely did not. It didn't feel le- legitimate. It felt like just she was there to be on the TV show because she wanted publicity. She didn't really, like I said, they weren't really friends. And that that's the only time that this show ever feels genuine is when th- mm-hmm. she has somebody on that she actually knows. This just felt like a cooking class again. Yeah. And can I say one thing? They made a very, very good turkey and destroyed it with glitter and and shit. Like it, it looked so good. When and the then they stuck like good. Chanel yeah. stickers on it. Yeah. Because they're it like looked uh, so fucking ugly and glitter. Don't forget the glitter. And it didn't really make turkey. sense because then they just had to take all that shit off to cut the turkey anyway. So yeah. so fucking stupid. Yeah. So incredibly. But yeah, I give this an episode and a one. Uh, I'll go a 1.5, I guess. So, uh, Britney Spears' news look. Tell me about it. It's looking like Britney Spears' father has gone to the judge to ask him to end her conservatorship. Uh, Okay. In a surprising move, Britney's father asked Judge on Tuesday to end her conservatorship, which would allow the singer unfettered control over her own life. Jamie Spears filed a petition with probate judge saying the recent events have shown that she should get a chance to control her own affairs. Okay. Good news. Well, yeah, we just have to wait for the judge to... Why wouldn't the judge accept this? He's, I mean, he's the one that's her conservator, right? So... Yeah. Jeremy Carl uh, show uh, ended some years ago. Uh, look, um, we talked about it then because a uh, guy uh, committed suicide right after the episode when he was on uh, found out uh, his wife was cheating I think uh, and he committed suicide uh, and then they just closed the uh, Jeremy Kyle show now it comes out that uh, Jeremy Kyle himself received treatment for anxiety after the show was axed right uh, it says he re- received treatment for anxiety because he felt haunted and scapegoat after the TV show was canceled in 2019 following the death of a guest. Uh, The episode was never aired. The preliminary inquest hearing uh, was that the man died of a morphine overdose because he had a heart problem. he had applied to the show to prove he had not cheated on his ex-fiance. He failed a lie detector test and was booed oh, that was what it was and saying. jeered by the audience. Okay. Uh, oh. Jeremy Kyle was unable to leave the house when things got really bad. He went to see a doctor and they diagnosed him with anxiety do- disorder. He said he was unable to defend himself uh, in the aftermath of the man's death and was unfairly blamed for the tragedy. Um... Yeah, I mean, I he, understand that. Yeah, it's not like he is in charge of booking the guests. He's just the yeah. host of the show. Um, but these kind of shows, like, this is an inevitable kind of conclusion to yeah. shows like this, that, like, something like this is... Uh, what was that movie? The Fisher King? Where the, yeah. the radio show host, like, it's a very controversial radio show host, and he's telling people advice. You give somebody the wrong advice... You know, and then something goes wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, uh, the masked singer uh, is trying to be relevant again. Uh, they're switching things up. How are they switching things up? Uh, throwing some curveballs during 
their last season, the show is adding a whole new unprecedented twist. In the upcoming sixth season, the show will introduce Take It Off Buzzer. Um, the button can be activated by one of the show's panel of celebrity sleuths when they are absolutely certain they know who is under the mask. Okay. Okay. If the panel is correct in their guess, the costume contestant has to immediately unmask and is eliminated. The panelist who guessed the correct uh, gets two points added to their golden ear score. I don't, I don't yeah. know enough about the so, show to. Yeah, the golden ear is. Uh, so every time in the beginning of the show, they hear every cons contestant once, right? So then they guess who it is from that uh, one time they are singing. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, the guy, uh, the person with the most right when uh, the show has ended, uh, gets the golden ear. And they could, uh, what does and that wins, mean? Do they get money or is wins it just a, tro a trophy? A, a trophy. trophy that looks like a golden ear. Well, yeah, that's something you want to put yeah. on your mantle. So you want that. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> if they don't, if they hit the buzzer and they don't get it correct, they get two points deducted from their golden ear score. Okay, mm -hmm. that's not exciting to me. But what do you? I mean, you like Mass Singer, so what do you think? I love this. Okay. <laughs> of course, I love this. Come on. Uh, it's me. Come on, look. Come on. <laughs> we have an email address for uh, another digital citizen at gmail.com. Uh, it's another okay. digital citizen, all one word, at gmail.com. If you want to get a hold of us for any reason, we got a Twitter. If you want to check that out, at Podcast ADC. We got a Facebook page, another digital citizen on Facebook. Cool. You've seen more movies than I have. Uh, yeah, movie news first, right? Oh, uh, yeah, let's talk about the Norway film and TV business, because uh, that is actually cooking. Yeah, it says 18 months after the outbreak of COVID, the Norwegian film in industry has never been busier. A combination of strict protocols, generous government programs, and film-friendly measures has enabled the industry to resume production to answer the ever-growing demand for both domestic and international content. Norway's cinematic landscapes have become a prized destination for foreign filmmakers thanks to a generous incentive scheme introduced in 2016 and state-of-the-art infrastructure. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, now we are good at infrastructure here in Norway. I mean, Norway, spoiler alert for people, that's not how you were used to work, spoiler alert. From. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, Norway is a very rich country because of some oil we have. Uh, well, that and it sounds like because you guys are so good on COVID, it's a combination between that and like that COVID is going so well there, people feel comfortable yeah. shooting things in, in that country. Uh, yeah. And that there's a variety of landscapes to use, which is helpful for if you're trying to do a mo movie that has different scenery and you don't want to like go from one one place to a whole like other place that's m hundreds of miles away if there's like sceneries that are very different from each other just tens of miles away it's a lot easier to shoot a movie faster that way so that makes sense mm -hmm. uh yeah director says f uh films released by streaming services look like fake movies uh, okay. Patty Jenkins, the director of Wonder Woman 1984, 
uh, said to the LA Times in a report that all the films on streaming services like Netflix and HBO Max put out uh, look fake and that she... Oh, she says that releasing movies on streaming services isn't a working uh, model. Well, it seems to be working, so I don't know... Mm. Mm, I'm not sure uh, I trust the woman that uh, made a very good Wonder Woman movie then shit on her last movie in the same time when she made the two one. Uh, I guess this is her reasoning for calling them fake movies. All the films on streaming services are putting out, I'm sorry, they look like fake movies to me. I don't hear about them. I don't read about them. It's not working. <laughs> it's not working as a model for establishing legendary greatness. Legendary greatness. Wow. Jenkins legendary said, greatness. She said what? this in response to Paramount Pictures' domestic distribution president, Chris Arson, who said that once movie is released on TV, no matter... What it said that once a movie is released on TV, no matter what it was originally mo made for, it's a TV film. Mm, I don't know about no. that. <laughs> no. How about no? <laughs> yeah, but there's been some movies that have come out that I've heard m like huge discussions about, like Netflix movies yeah. and different movies that have come out that have been like super massive and. So, yeah, I don't know what they're even dis no. talking about. It sounds like they're just living in the past to me. I agree. Anyways, let's talk about movies. You've seen a few more than me. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, where should I start? I guess I'll start with Bob Ross. Uh, the Bob Ross documentary. What, Happy Ooh, Accidents, yeah. Betrayal, and Greed is what it's called. Mm -hmm. You already had, you saw this, what, last week? Last week, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's a documentary about Bob Ross, it, but it's mostly about uh, the aftermath of after he died and what happened with like his estate and everything like that. Um, it's kind of going into like how Bob Ross is betrayed, but then how everything actually went down, and it was much more yeah what business oriented, trying to figure out like the best ways to make money using Bob Ross's ideas and his yeah. platform, um, which kind of felt to me a lot, a lot like, uh, the Sesame Street documentary that came out recently where they kind of took something that everybody sees as wholesome and they were like, let's show the behind the scenes business dealings of Sesame Street and how kind of weird and corporate it is for something that's supposed to be so wholesome. Uh, and in a way, like, it's kind of interesting to see the behind the scenes, but at the same time, it's like, do we really need to, like, this is a guy who everybody sees as, like, a very wholesome, uh, being, and he's passed away, do we really need to, like, bring this up af after his death to, it, it, it all, I mean, they do go a lot in, into, like, how his family is a lot of the problem, not necessarily him, but they also kind of put it in a way where it kind of makes Bob Ross look bad. I don't know. The whole thing, all in all, I guess I give what, uh, I'll give it a seven. I still think the documentary was very good. Cool. I saw Escape Room Tournament of Champions this week. Look. Uh, oh, yeah. The sec second Escape Room uh, movie. I didn't like the first one uh, as much as a lot of other people. I think it was okay. But I, I, I think it was a little overhyped, to be honest. Um, 
this is a weird follow-up in that, uh, not to spoil the first movie, but the first movie ends in a way where I don't think the second one follow-ups that much, I will say that. If you have seen both of the movies, you will kind of understand what I'm talking about without talking about it. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, the traps are interesting, uh, the acting is bad, the plotline is thin as uh, soup made of water, <laughs> uh, but I mean, it's, it's a, it's a follow-up movie to a movie that I didn't really like, so four? Okay, yeah. speaking of movies I didn't really like, The J-Team, starring Jojo Siwa. From? Oh yeah, you sent me you sent me a picture of this. I couldn't believe that you saw this. Uh, it was available. Why? So I was like, well, it's Jojo Siwa. That's why. Oh. I'm just a huge Jojo Siwa fan. No, I, uh -huh. clearly I knew this was going to be a bad movie, so I wanted to watch it for the end of the year bad <laughs> movies. <laughs> okay, I will ask the question: Will it end up there? Um. Well. I'll tell you, I gave it a one, so there's a very good chance. This is formulaic, <laughs> it's boring, the acting is bad, uh, it's basically like one of those movies where she's on a dance team, and she gets kicked off of the dance team, and so she has to v form her own dance crew to go against her old mm -hmm. dance crew, uh, because, and, but at the same time, she has to remember her passion and love for dance. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> it's it's actually, like... It's interesting to see JoJo Seo grown up, because she's much more... Mm -hmm. like you, when I, I still think of JoJo Seo as that young kid who talks, like, insanely fast. She doesn't... She does mm -hmm. a little bit of the fast talking in this, but she more is just kind of acting like a normal... Uh, not even kid. Normal teenager adult like older teenager uh which is interesting to see just because i guess i've known about G jojo siwa for so since she was so young you know what i mean um mm -hmm. i don't know how it is but this doesn't have a single tomato score um wow. nobody's good. not a single reviewer has reviewed this paramount <laughs> plus nickelodeon movie i don't know See, it's made by very big names, and somehow nobody's mm. reviewed this. Seems a little strange to me. Mm. Mm. But the audience score is at 38%. Mm. Okay, what else did you say? Uh, Aretha. Uh, oh, yeah, the I movie heard about this. The movie about Aretha Franklin. Yeah, uh, yeah. It actually wasn't too bad. I thought, going into it, it was kind of going to be another one of these crappy... Uh, biopic movies that are just about like them, you know, starting out as being a kid and being like, I really want to sing, and then one day becoming a, a big sing, like the Freddie Mercury movie. You know, what I mean, I thought it was mm. going to be that very similar formulaic thing that happened, but this went into a lot of like her religious background and how her father's uh being a preacher kind of affected her life and changed the way she saw her own music even though like she grew up doing like gospel music it, that's what made her kind of transform all of kind of r&b over time so yeah 
that whole part of it was kind of interesting. Um, the religious aspects, I guess, just to me. Overall, I gave it a six. Cool. Hey, Luke, do you want to see a movie with Maggie Q and Samuel L. Jackson in it? Maggie Q and Samuel L. Jackson, okay. Mm-hmm. It's called The Protégé, and it also has Michael Keaton and Robert Patrick in it. Oh, I've, yeah. I remember yeah. talking about this. Uh, this is about uh, this assassin called Moody uh, that uh, is trained uh, as uh, yeah, like as an assassin, uh, and uh, yeah, and uh, it's uh, a revenge movie, uh, and uh, she's trying. It's a cat and mouse kind of thing. Uh, a confrontation uh, that turns deadly, uh, sp- uh, killing spree. Yeah, it's a cool action movie. I give this a seven point five. Actually, I really recommend it to you. Look. Yeah, I remember thinking or saying I wanted to see that. Um... It's also R rated. It helps. Okay, speaking of Samuel L. Jackson, I saw Hitman's. Wife's Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, right? Yeah. Okay, uh, yes. Uh, the sequel. The sequel to Hitman's Bodyguard. Uh, this is... Like, the first one, I didn't mind. I thought it was just a silly action movie, you know, middle of the road, nothing special, nothing really that terrible. Okay. Kind of yeah, a little okay. cheesy or whatever. This one was just bad. Like, and uh-huh. the reason it was so bad was the dialogue, mostly. Like, the script okay. for this movie was just... God awful! Like the jokes are terrible, like so badly written and not funny. And the way everything's delivered, it feels stilted and I don't know. The whole thing just feels like a cash grab. But also, this movie is just bad. I mean, I, you did you see this? No. Oh, you haven't seen? I get. I'm. I give this thing a three. Is real? Mm. Maybe even lower, but I. I think I'm gonna go a three. Um. Just because there wasn't, like, huge dialogue errors or anything like that. It was well shot professionally. It just it felt very formulaic. The storyline is totally broken. I was so confused as to what the fuck is going on in this story. Uh, <laughs> and really the biggest problem, like I said, is the script. The dialogue is just so bad in this movie. So, yeah, three. Hmm. Yeah, I guess- no, I didn't mind the first first movie. The first movie I would give a five, maybe. Yeah, I would even go six, maybe, if, just because the action yeah. was pretty fun. And there were some silly parts, like, because Ryan Reynolds and, is kind of funny, but he's mm. not funny in this. He, It's off. God, oh. this movie's so bad. I don't even know how they made this movie oh. so bad. All right, another thing I saw was Meet the Blacks 2. From oh, my God. The House Next Door. Yes. Or actually, I think this it's called the, the House Next Door Meet the Blacks 2. It's Black like the other two, way yeah. around, right? It's so good. When did you saw this a while ago? You must have, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw it when it came out. It's pretty stupid, but it's, it's kind so of funny. Stupid. It's so funny. Come on. I mean, it's really not good. Like, there's no way I can no. be like, this is a good movie. No, 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 no. Uh, it's, okay, I take that back. It's not a good movie. It's just so funny. It's just really dumb and stupid and mm-hmm. fun. Um, yeah, I thought this was more going to be a parody of something specific, and it was kind of just a parody of, like, uh, vampire lore, I guess? It wasn't really a specific... It wasn't parroting a specific vampire movie, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, no, true. Uh, I, I just, I, I just enjoyed that movie tremendously. Yeah, I mean, it I was. Remember, watching, it was kind of funny. Sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I thought going. I, well, I really liked the first one better than this one. I'm gonna say that the first one was a way oh, better yeah. film than this one was. On Rotten Tomatoes, this has 17. percent So clearly, a lot of people didn't like it. But I'm gonna give it a. I'll give it a four. It's actually yeah, better than so. Hitman's wife's bodyguard, so... <laughs> I don't think 17% is, is fair at all. I, I, I mean, that's like the... Five. That's the tomato meter, so let me look at the yeah, audience. Yeah. Maybe the audience score is different. 50% audience score, so... Oh, yeah, yeah I, I'm there. Yeah, because I give it a 4 or 5, I think. Um, okay, let's talk about Afterlife of the Party, Luke. Yeah, that's the last movie I saw. Oh, ha, he, about Cassie that loves to party. She sure loves to party. Uh, until she dies in a very, very stupid way. Um, and then she comes to uh, pre-heaven? What would you call this? Uh, purgatory. Purgatory, thank you. Uh, and, uh, yeah, she meets this uh, lady that... She has, she has seven days to earn her wings. Right, she has to that, go back to Earth and yeah. convince people, or uh, the, these certain people, that she needs to fix something in their life so that she yeah, can go yeah. to heaven. Uh, but at the beginning, it's like she can't. She's not allowed to talk to anybody because they can't see her because she's a ghost or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she also can't, like, at the beginning, she can't go, th- she can teleport, but she can't actually, like, physically touch anything, right? Mm-hmm. But by the end, all that goes out the window, because she can talk, both talk to people, like, everybody, and basically, and yeah. not only touch things, move things around in people's houses yeah. while they're gone, yeah. and then somehow, like, her dad, for instance, he leaves, and he's really <laughs> depressed, and she then she goes into his house and, like, re- yes. moves things around, like... Creates like this Buddha statue, like uh, what do you call it? Uh, t- not temple, uh, shrine kind of thing mm-hmm. with his like uh, yoga mat because their dad's really into yoga, and she like moves all this stuff around to make it really look nice so he'll get back into yoga. If that happened to you, Fro, if you came home mm-hmm. and all your stuff had been moved around, wouldn't you be like? <laughs> I need to call the police immediately. <laughs> yes. Or if you came back to your restaurant the next day and everything had been changed and like they'd re- <laughs> somebody had redecorated your business, would you just be like, "Oh, it must have just been that ghost, my friend?" Or would you be like, "I need to, I need to uh, call the authorities right away. Somebody has broken into my place of business." <sighs> Oh, the I, logic in this is amazing. <laughs> I would be checking the cash register to make sure the money was still there. Like, not being like, oh, I better, like, invite my friends over so that they can have tea and crumpets. Like, what the hell is the logic in this movie? One of my biggest problems uh, is also the connotation of this movie. It feels very... Christian slash Jewish? Well, well, or, yeah, sure. I mean, it's got a a very, like, um, because of that heaven aspect of it, it has a very, uh, religious connotation to it. Yeah, because it's, like, 
automatically saying, well, it definitely is endorsing the idea of there being both a heaven and a hell. Mm-hmm. And that if you do the wrong thing, you're going to go to hell. Which, in my mind, yeah. and in a lot of it's people's very, minds, especially yeah. when you're saying that to little kids, it can be considered, like, child abuse, in my mind. If you're telling a child in a way that makes them really afraid of hell, that that's some, like, mental abuse. I, I'm not the only person who thinks that, so. But uh, this movie also has zero character development. I mean, literally, the very opening scene is like her partying, and she kind of gets in a little bit of a spat with her roommate, and then dies. Mm -hmm. And then we get no character development on the father, and especially no character development on the mother, who are like some of the main (laughs) characters in the film, right? That are like the Mm -hmm. most important driving roles in this Um and at the beginning, we we never even meet the mother until, like, the mm-hmm. very end of the film. And it's, like, that yeah, part, no, the character development, and then the, the love interest that we meet at the oh, very end. Jesus Christ, yeah. No character development with that either. He's oh. just, like, a pop star. He's That's there. his whole character. Yeah. He's, yeah. He, he's there, yeah. He's man-meat in this freaking movie. <laughs> right? Yes. He's a manimal. Why? I don't know. I gotta give this movie a two. Oh, you're way too nice. I gave it a one. Okay. Abysmal. I but I I, I yeah. The plan was that we were supposed to watch this together. This would be a tremendously fun movie to watch together. But instead, we watched AEW, and I think we did a smart show. Stay right. Together. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, are you ready to watch to... We need to do something. We need to watch... We need to do something. Oh, it's a horror movie. Yeah. There's not gonna be a tornado. IFC Midnight. Everything's gonna be okay. I know it's a horror movie because I saw it. Why weren't you answering my calls? I'm sorry, I just... I think it's an EF5. It's like when two tornadoes come together and they form one giant tornado. Mom, I think something might be wrong. Yeah, it's your pink hair. That's what's wrong. Won't open! A tree is blocking the door! Where have I seen him before? That thing is. Oh, yeah, I've seen him in something. You can't just punch through it. We can look it up in a second. Yeah. Okay, so they're stuck in their house because of a storm. Someone would have come. They're all dead. Why would you Oh, I see. They're gonna get like cabin fever kind of thing happening. I like that. That's interesting. Yeah, that guy's so familiar. I can't put my finger on it. Oh, a lot of things. Not a tornado. Something else. Oh, is it a monster movie? I was scared. Scared of what? Of you. We did something bad. This looks very cool. Mm Mm-hmm. He's drinking Listerine. (laughs) So... Luke, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? 
Seeking shelter from a storm, a family finds itself trapped for days with no sign of rescue and untold evils lurking just beyond their walls. Hmm. Oh. Uh, starring Sierra McCormick. Ozzy Osbourne is in this movie? What? I didn't see him in the trailer, uh, yeah. but that's what it says on this cat. I don't know if that's true. Pat Healy is the guy we're thinking of. Let's see what else was Pat Healy in. Uh... Jeez, I don't know. Nothing that I remember watching. He's super like. There's definitely something we've seen him in. I just can't. I can't place yeah. it. Anyway. Uh, Ahmad Gravel said Adego, one star. Ending did not make sense. 50 exclamation points. Hamad Al Abdullah said, "Very unfocused with sheep surrounding, whatever that means." Okay. Uh, Kate Oliver said, "One of the worst movies I think I have encountered. It. It was so slow. It was terrible." But then, said uh, someone said five stars. Matisse Stittison. He said, "Very nice horror. I like." Sierra uh, McCormick did a great performance. Okay, yeah, I didn't find any really negative ones. I got one from the IMDb from Alexior. Alexior. I saw this movie at home because I couldn't go to the screening, but I wish I could. It was amazing, and I love the story. It's a slow burn family drama with some horror perfect combination. Uh, the parents and the daughter were amazing, and the son, too. Can't wait to catch it. Uh, again in the cinema um, this one's like kind of middle of the road though Violent Shiny 3 says slow paced horror movie that has unique ideas and some old ones under a new hood the story itself consists of typical moments with some apocalyptic atmosphere all around and a not very typical twist a very slow burn idea of revenge and consequences even though you will never see what was that or this you will Feel the horror and absence of hope. Okay. Do you ever watch the uh, uh, um, American TV show Eagle Heart? Eagle Heart? No. He was in that. Okay. Yeah. I don't recognize him from anything else. Oh, I've... Pat Healy? Is that who you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, when I was looking it up, it looks like he's been around for a really long time. Uh, because yeah. this one's... He was in Payback with Mel Gibson in 1999. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. He was in the original Home Alone movie. <laughs> and he's in Them, about this black family moving to Los Angeles. That's so, yeah, he's TV. been in a lot of different random yeah. things, but nothing... I don't think he's... I, he's not like an actor where he's been in one main role that you would remember him from, I think. Anyway, uh, there are some other movies that came out this week. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, uh, Shang-Chi, is that how you say it? I think so. Shang-Chi? Yeah. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, why not nine or eleven? Maybe we will find out that when we see the movie. But uh, martial art master Shang-Chi confronts the past he thought he left behind when he's drawn into a web of the mysterious Ten Ring organization. Uh, this has an 8 out of 10 on IMDb, 93% of Google users liked it, and it is a Marvel movie. Uh, Tango Shalom 
uh, a tango dancer asks a rabbi to enter a dance competition, but there's one big problem. <laughs> He's not allowed to touch her due to his orthodox beliefs. However, since the prize money will save his school from bankruptcy, they work together to develop a plan to enter the dance competition without sacrificing his faith. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That sounds dumb, but also could be kind of funny. Then a documentary uh, about COVID, because that's what we need. Mm-hmm. Uh, the year of an everlasting storm. Seven stories from seven directors from around the world chronicled the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb, 89% on Rotten Tomatoes, 73% on Metacritics. Yeah. It's directed by people like David Lowry, uh, that I like, so maybe. Mm. Uh, Mogul Mowgli. Mogul Mowgli, uh, on the brink of a first international tour, Zed, a British-Pakistani rapper, decides to fly home to the UK to visit his family he has not seen in two years. In the midst of trying to reconnect with his parents, he is suddenly struck down by an autoimmune disease. As his condition worsens and his big breakthrough moment is in danger of vanishing in thin air... Zed descends into a physical and emotional crisis amplified by vis- vivid hallucinations. Huh. Mm. It's got Riz Ahmed in it. 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb. 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. 72% on Metacritic. Also coming out, Wild Indian. Uh, Makwa, a young Ashanabi boy, likes to escape his troubled life by playing with his friends Tedo. One day, uh, Makwa surprise uh, shockingly murders a schoolmate, and two boy and the two boys cover it up. Now, as adults, the two men must come to learn to terms with what happened. Six point two out of ten on IMDb, eighty nine percent of Rotten Tomatoes, seventy one percent on Metacritic, and seventy five percent of Google users liked the movie. Uh, Saving Paradise, a corporate raider returns to his small-town roots when he suddenly inherits his father's nearly bankrupt pencil factory, which is in the heart of the community. He must decide to either let it close or join the community's fight to save it. That sounds super boring. Uh, 6.3 out of 10 (laughs) on IMDb. I'm not seeing a Rotten Tomatoes score, so... The big scary... Oh, shit, sorry. Uh, the big scary uh, S word. I don't know what that S word would be. Uh, socialism, maybe. Uh, the oh, I didn't re- even read. Yeah, the- I was like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> the history of the American socialist movement and journeys with the people striving to escape a socialist future today. Uh, 5.6 on IMDb, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, 5 out of fa- 5 on Facebook. Yeah, um, that sounds oh, kind I of really interesting. Want, I really want to see that. Uh, yeah, I, I also want to see We Need to Do Something, but I think maybe yeah. Big Scary, uh, I think they're kind of tied for me. I want to see both those movies. Yeah. I I too. I know that you don't care about Shang-Chi. I care. <laughs> Do you? I, I heard I, uh, mixed things. I, I guess maybe I just... The uh, promotions for it are apparently very cringy, so... I have heard that. 
So, I think it's kind of funny. Uh, oh, uh, what are we going to talk about next week, Luke? Oh, next we're going to talk news, news of the week. TV and movies mm-hmm. of the week. We're gonna do another digital review of Queen Pins. Is this the sequel to Kingpins? Maybe that would be funny. Uh, Cooking with Paris final episode uh, of final the season, episode. at least. Mm-hmm. Final episode for me in my entire life. I I don't think I will watch it if it there's comes a season two. No, I don't think so either. I'm feeling that oh. we're not getting one anyway, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Aww. Are you saying uh, Paris Hilton is cancelled, Look, Is she cancelled? No, I don't think she's cancelled, but she, yeah. I I find it so funny about this director that says uh, there are no big movies coming or ever to Netflix. Uh, and while you talk about that, I see this new trailer coming up for this new Netflix movie with Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence. Do you want to see the trailer for it? Uh, okay. Let me go there really it's quick. It's called Don't, Don't Look Up. It's just very so, uh, uh, short. It's under uh, two minutes. Yeah. Two minutes and 18 seconds. Okay. So, um, uh, this is interesting. Let's see. In three, two, one, play. Okay, Leo, Leo DiCaprio is here. He's having a panic attack, it seemed like. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's by Adam K. Cool. I like you, Adam K. You're here now. <laughs> it looks like it's set in like the '80s, maybe, by the clothing, yeah. right? That was it. It's called like a. Corduroy jacket? Is that what it's called? Stressing me out. This will affect the entire planet. I know, but it's like so stressful. <laughs> okay. Many good. Ariana Grande? Oh, uh, Ge- wow. I'll get two more glasses of white wine, and I don't need the judgy face. There's a comet headed directly towards Earth. Do you know how many the world is ending meetings we've had over the last two years? Drought, famine. Oh, and the ozone is so boring. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this looks good. Yeah. This looks good. And that had, yeah. like, all these huge blockbuster actors. Like, yeah. I don't know what those people are talking about. <laughs> yeah, Netflix is nothing. Uh, remember last week t- we talked about police officers and fentanyl? I do remember that. Well, I found this thing this week. Fort Smith a police officer exposed to fentanyl during a narcotics investigation. He was administered three doses of Narcan. Uh, mm-hmm. It says uh, the third dose of Narcan intravenously, which had de- ended up having desired results. Um, but they're saying that they aren't they aren't releasing how he got in contact with the drug itself. Hmm. They, they aren't saying whether he touched it or sniffed it or how it happened, but somehow it happened. Right. Hmm. So I'm, I'm going to uh, keep an uh, eye on that one to see if anything else comes out. Yeah. Of it. Yeah. Hey, look, Abba is out with new music, believe it or not. Who? Uh, Abba. Oh, Okay. Yeah, uh, they released two new songs this week. Uh, one called "I Still Have Faith in You" and one called "Don't Shut Me Up Down." 
it is from their new album that is going to release November 5th and I am marking out uh, yeah, there's something called the Nipah virus that's the what virus? there's a new virus called the Nipah virus N-I-P-A-H in in India uh, they yeah. say that 188 people have come in contact with a preteen uh, who died of this. Um, oh, that's what we need. Another pandemic. Right. Uh, Center for Disease Control and Prevention said the Nipah virus was first di- discovered in Malaysia and Singapore in 1999. Oh, uh, okay. But that it... So maybe not so extremely... Right. It's not related to COVID-19, but may have originated from the same source, is what they're saying. Mm. Uh, the Wheel of Time came out with their trailer and I almost died this week. That was fun. Uh, somehow the H3 and Trisha Paytas thing has still oh not God. died down. Now it's no. looking like there's a lot of rumors that uh, that Trisha and Moses there's problems with the relationship or something. That's what mm-hmm. we're hearing a lot of. A lot of. He, she, no, she, he, yeah, yeah he cheated on her. Right, and then we didn't talk about it, but Multiple. they can't, they canceled families specifically t- to avoid, like, his parents getting involved in all the drama with Trisha and the yeah. internet and everything else. Um, uh, yeah, it, it seems like well, we all know that Trisha is just in in all of this for the drama, but yeah. uh, it seems to be backfiring on her right now. Where even yeah. her own fans are getting mad at her for being so drama filled, which is weird because that's why her fans love her is because she yeah. is so drama filled. Yeah. Uh, Mark Rober uh, made the world tallest elephant toothpaste volcano. Oh yeah, I did see that. That was so fun. Yeah, it, he did it la- well last year for you know a kid with uh, yeah who had a disease uh, mm-hmm. and then but I, I think it was like a Make a Wish thing and this was mm-hmm. like a reverse Make a Wish where a kid mm-hmm. gave away his Make a Wish uh, mm-hmm. to another kid and then they gave back to him which was kind of cool. So I mean, nice. it's it's both fun because it's like a fun science experiment thing to see, but it's yeah. also very yeah heartwarming. Have you seen the Matrix 4 uh, teaser trailer? Matrix 4? No, I haven't. Oh, oh, it's... uh, yeah. There's so much coming out around the corner now, like... I mean, of course, Wheel of Time is up there. uh, November 19th, that comes out. That is maybe what I'm looking most forward to. I mean, it was my number one of most anticipated TV shows of this year. but uh, yeah, it's so much coming out right now uh, that I'm looking forward to see. I think the biggest drama really on YouTube was like, or on the internet was kind of the Joe Rogan stuff this week, right? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think, oh, it did, I guess we talked about the Demilio's earlier, but there's a thing that came out that they are suing a guy for... Uh, or they're being sued? No, they're suing a guy? I don't remember. Some This guy who, like, did pictures for her book or something, they never paid him. And now he's, like, 
they used apparently they used his photos without permission so there's like a huge thing going on with that yeah but i think the biggest thing was like kind of the joe rogan stuff i mean the latest thing with the joe rogan stuff that we didn't talk about uh what during the news is that he said that if he hadn't have gotten drunk the night before he got COVID, that he wouldn't have gotten COVID. But that because he got drunk, it like he wasn't as like in top peak physical condition as he normally is, and that made him get COVID. Not that he was hanging out at a bar for hours and hours and hours. It was, mm. it was that he drank drank beer, and that's what lowered his immune system to like a level where he could get COVID because he's. He's so alpha that he couldn't have gotten COVID without drinking, so. Yeah. Uh, I don't have anything more. Uh, no, I think that's it for me. Uh, if you're in Norway, uh, please remember that you can pre-vote, everybody. Uh, the election is Tuesday? Wednesday? Is it? Okay. Hopefully it's Tuesday and then we can cover it better. It's definitely next next week, some some okay. someday. I I think it's uh, I I pre-voted because I I can't bother. Uh, also, it was COVID safe uh, voting where I live. So what you did? Uh, this is kind of interesting. You booked your time, and you came. Oh, you like you you had to schedule like an appointment, yeah. kind of. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because yeah. you you don't have mail-in voting in Norway. No. Or okay. No. Yeah. Uh, I think some some pe- uh, people do, but I don't because I live so uh, central. I think if you live like in the middle of nowhere, you can probably mail it in. Oh, okay. But uh, most so in in Norway, uh, we don't really have any like centralized uh, people uh, where it is. So it's usually on schools and things like that. Uh, have the election booth, right? So you go to the nearest like kindergarten or school or whatever. So we don't have like voting offices. It's like uh, they pack it up and down every fourth year. So oh yeah, um, th- yeah. some places here do that. Um, in Oregon, you can mail. You can do both in Oregon. So mm. yeah. Anyway, uh, that's everything for this week. Uh, remember to vote, everybody. It's very important to vote, everybody. I need to say that one more time. Vote, vote, vote. Uh, With that, uh, I say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Another 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 digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen.